Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 120. Or as I said in the tweet, 7-8 in hex. <laughs> good evening, everybody. A round of applause for Kevin. Kevin? Who the hell's Kevin? I'll cut that out because I don't have a clue where my brain would go in there. I'm Kevin now? You must be. I think I was just reading a tweet from tuning into sci-fi and Mr. Batchelder was on my mind. <laughs> I have hair and Mr. Batchelder does not. <laughs> yes, thank you, Alan, for that little lesson in hex. As you said, he was going to do it in binary, but that was too complicated. It's not too complicated, I'm just too lazy. There's a difference between complicated and lazy. Well, one's complementary and one's not. Too complicated is not. I consider more of an insult than too lazy, but that's just me. Okay, this week's episode, Prometheus. Indeed. Yes. We've waited for the SGC to have a good-sized spaceship. Yeah, so how many episodes are going to last, do you think? This particular ship? Mm, probably not many. <laughs> yeah, I remember subsequently, like, ships, you know, like, oh, we have, this is our new, great, fantastic ship, and then, boom. Yes. We've blown it up. This is the O'Neill. <laughs> Will it last to the end of the episode? Will no. it last more than ten minutes? <laughs> no. Oh, it's apparent, but you see, the O'Neill is a class. Yes, true. You know, it's not just a ship, it's an entire fleet. Unfortunately, you don't know how much it cost or how long it took the Asgard to build it. Granted, it took out three other ships before it got itself destroyed. That's a pretty good return, but you really expect more. Technically, it took out three other ships after it got itself destroyed. Technically, yes. Or at least as. Certainly, the term before is the one term that definitely wouldn't apply. He said, I'm fidgeting with a radiator key. <laughs> I find it very ironic that two days after I went to the time and effort of getting the radiator key, bleeding all the radiators, making sure the heating system was working properly, it ran out of oil and then broke. <laughs> yes, cold panda. Who says the universe doesn't have a sense of irony? <laughs> like, yeah, I fixed my heating. Oh, fucker. Hello, I'm Jeannie. And I'm Nikki. And I'm Rachel. We host the Tyrion's Landing podcast, where we talk about HBO's Game of Thrones. It's like not landing without the shoulder pads, but with twice the backstabbing. And for those of you too young to know, Google is now your best buddy. So join us here at Tyrion's Landing as we break down the episodes, discuss our reactions, and give you the skinny on news of the cast and crew. And don't miss our Jason Momoa chest spotting. Mm. Mm. Jason Momoa. The line is Julie Cockhead, as it were. Oh, hang on. Let's see if anyone actually replied. Ah, Trek News and Views said, Oh, I like that one. Shame O'Neill never got the name he wanted. In relation to presumably Prometheus. I recall the Stargate Atlantis episode where Rodney wanted to name the ship Enterprise. Shepard wouldn't let him. And Gain said, From her own account, actually. Okay, that's where you confused me, but I hope you're having fun with Prometheus. It's a keeper. Probably most of this episode or something. They don't blow it up before the end. Shall we kick off? Yes, now we're pretty much confused, everybody. <laughs> we're good to go. Confusion, chaos, disorder. My work here is done. Ivera 3, Ivera Do, Ivera Hain. Clicky. <laughs> Roar. And pause while the disc spins up. And complete. Oh, ah, previously. Hey, how much of a board? We're only about a second and a half. 
flashback to Mr. Conrad. Why am I thinking Adrian Cronauer? What's the connection? I don't know. I know it from somewhere. What was the three million dollars for? I acquired a piece of merchandise from the Russians and sold it to Zedatron. What? A symbiote. It would appear Adrian Conrad is in the late stages of an extremely rare disorder known as Burchard syndrome. It's Janet being shot from above, because you're not going to do a level shot of Janet for the pure and simple reason that... Uh, I tower above you as you all sit at the conference table. Where are you going? Yeah, setting up the, the gourd on Earth and the NID. Gandalancy is perfectly suited to NID operations. He's so... Oh, yeah, slimy. Slimy, yeah, that's an excellent word. Ah, Gandalancy. You want to live? You come with me. But once you start delivering on your end of our little bargain, I might be able to move you to better accommodations. You cannot offer anything equal value to the knowledge I possess. I'm not so sure about that. Clouds. Mad painting. I think, is it? Because clouds aren't a pretty moving at all. No, that's a real shot of Vancouver. <laughs> that looks like a mad painting. This is the office box at Henning Drive in Burnaby. I presume it's meant to be Sam's apartment. I thought she had a house. She's upgraded a Volvo by the looks on it. Something a bit more practical. Yes. Or my Jack, who presumably has a truck. A big truck at that. I was wondering if we could have a few minutes of your time. I'm a little busy right now. Actually, your name came up in connection with a story I've been working on. Over the past two years, several billion dollars of taxpayers' money has been funneled into a secret government project called Prometheus. Julia Donovan, played by Kendall Cross. She gets four episodes of Stargate SG-1. Seen her in Caprica, Smallville and Andromeda. I'm sure they would. Actually, I thought you might find this particularly interesting. It's a metal alloy called trinium. A suppository. <laughs> Not a suppository. Isn't it? All oh, right. <laughs> Couldn't tell from that shot. I didn't think trinium came in suppository. Take a while to dissolve. Run her over, Sam. We've done it before. I'm sure you wouldn't care to comment now. I'm sure. You know, she's actually not. Uh, she's not good looking enough to be an anchor. Or oh, perhaps she's working up to that. She thinks by good journalism we'll get her the job. Silly girl. <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> good journalism and plastic surgery. Yes, that always helps. Prometheus is written by Joseph Melosi and Paul Mully and directed by Peter West. Peter is normally found as director of photography for the series and he's worked on 94 episodes of SG-1 and before that, Prophet and Sliders. He eventually directed 11 episodes of Stargate SG-1 and a single episode of Stargate Atlantis. Prometheus shares its name with other TV episodes from Xena, Blackfire, The Incredible Hulk and Naked Trailers. Season 6, Episode 11, our 120th episode. First aired August 23rd, 2002 on the Sci-Fi Channel. Aired in Britain on Sky 1, November 27th, 2002. Oh, you found this one. Yeah, we've got this one. Australia, August the 14th, 2003. They had to wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> she looked flustered. To tell you the truth, sir, I didn't know what to say. She caught me completely off guard. You did the right thing, Major. Our official policy is to deny everything. Yes, deny everything, because that always works. Do you believe the sample of trinium is genuine? It's hard to say for sure, sir, but just the fact that she knew the name indicates we've had a serious breach of security. The Pentagon's already initiated an investigation. We've tapped Miss Donovan's phone and email accounts, and we're tracking her movements. <laughs> a free press. We'll have to get rid of that. Yes, <laughs> tapped her phone, emailed the whole... <laughs> I'm sending Major Davis over from Washington to talk to her. Do we know when this report's scheduled to air? In four days. Yes. Gives you that warm, patriotic feeling. What, the fact that he's sending Major Davis over? A little bit of stock footage, because they 
couldn't afford to rent a limo. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, Tuesday's no good. I've got an interview with the Chinese ambassador. And then on Wednesday, I fly out for the G8 summit. What the hell kind of address is that? Yes, it's housewife dressing up as a hooker. Mm. Good evening. What is this? He's come to proposition you. He likes you. And this is the uh, PMP effect, the poor man's process, where they just basically have an interior shot and they've got stagehands rocking the car. Mm. Here comes the national security speech. No, no, no speech. Just a simple fact. You run that story, you endanger people's lives. All right. You tell me what Prometheus is and I'll reconsider. OK, Davis, I'll give you permission to slap her. I'm serious. I have unconfirmed reports that it's some kind of fusion reactor. They're building it out in the desert. Where'd you hear that? I'm not ready to reveal my source. Ms. Donovan, by revealing classified information, your source is violating about 17 federal laws. Is that a confirmation? It's a warning. See, he's even wearing his uniform. You should know, Major, I've made arrangements. If anything happens to me, the report gets released. Davis is getting out of the care? Yes. Have a good evening, Ms. Donovan. And by the way, the car isn't moving while he gets out, just in case that wasn't made clear. <laughs> Although you should have noticed the lack of rocking. Yes. She's stubborn, sir. Do we know where the leak came from? We're working on it, but so far we've got nothing. Right, it's down at a creative consultant. They got fed up of actually filming in the general's office, so they're filming outside the general's office. She thinks Prometheus is some kind of fusion reactor. Then maybe we don't have a problem. She also has a money trail, sir, and the trinium. Now, if she can get that much, odds are she can get a lot more. Hmm. Ignoring it, General, it won't go away. Is this really a Red Farm scenario? Well, it's probably one of the most secret projects that the American military are working on, so yeah, probably. And when the President owes you a favour. <laughs> Surprise! Al, we need to talk about this production schedule. It's not my birthday. What the hell is this? Take it easy, Julia. No, if you think you can kill my story by going over my head to my producer, you're wrong. Just sit down, please. Be thankful. The last reporter got killed. <laughs> Al Martell, played by George Weiner, or Weiner, and I'm not quite sure how you pronounce his surname. Weiner? No, not Weiner. Very familiar face. He's been in The Mentalist, House, Shark. Very long resume. You mean they caved? It was a personal request from the president to the chairman of the corporation that owns this network. I don't believe this. We're going to need all the material you have on this story. Tapes, notes, interviews. You can't force me to give you anything. Actually, we can but we were just hoping that you'd be willing to cooperate, given that your story is dead. Yes, we've stumped all over you. Mm. All I have to do is make a couple of phone calls to some foreign broadcasters. I'm sure they'd be very interested. Now, no journalist would say that in today's political climate, because you wouldn't be seen again. <laughs> Enemy of the state. I figure it's too big to stay secret forever. Am I right? Eventually, you're going to go public. You let Julia take a camera crew to document Prometheus, top to bottom. When the time is right... Yes, lock her away. Sam doesn't look happy. None of the ladies are having a very good day today. Everyone will sign a non-disclosure agreement, including me. The videotape will be the property of the United States Air Force. You'll be in complete control. Forget it. They're going to sit on this thing for 50 years. Julia, when the President of the United States kills your story, that's it. Game over. Game over, man. It's game over. What are we going to do? Because we go to outside the Shane Mountain, and annoyingly enough, we have General Hammond talking over. Jonas. Right then, once again. Jonas, you're back. <laughs> Congratulations. Cheer up, guys. It's not the end of the world. If we kill the story without plugging the leak, there's no guarantee this won't happen all over again. What are you suggesting? Davis is being rather underhand. According to the transcript, Jack had a look of complete incredulity there. 
The Pentagon feels this is the best way to contain the situation. Once we've confirmed we have the source, we destroy all videotape and any related material. So essentially, we're just double-crossing her. We have no choice. Without any hard evidence, the only place you'll be able to run the stories on the tabloids. Sneaky, General. Sneaky. Mm-hmm. This is an insanely bad idea. How right you are, Jack. How right you are. No idea how correct you really are with that statement. Yes, sir. Dismissed. Okay, we're at the uh, fabled sand pit where a lot of episodes get shot. So they built that then? Yes. Fortunately, they didn't have to disguise all the building and construction around this little uh, area of sand. Mm-hmm. Don't look like a mining thing in the background. It's business development. Miss Donovan? Major. This is Jonas Quinn. He'll be joining us on the tour. He's human. Hmm. Don't tell anybody. I guess a couple billion dollars doesn't buy what it used to. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Very subtle there. Yes. More humour than Tilt brought to the uh, series in his first few episodes. Yes, well, I assume Tilt's not here. Isn't this thing going to pointless, the door and then the elevator? Wouldn't you at least have a little anti-room or something? You'd think there'd be a guard station of some sort, wouldn't you? Yeah. I know it's obviously in a restricted area, but you know what teenagers are like. You know, I assume the offence is highly electrified. DC, of course. And we're going down. How far down are we going? Several hundred feet. And the door is opening yes. now. All of 200 feet, or two inches, in reality. Hmm. This is Prometheus, otherwise known as the X-303. And again, opens directly into the work area, you know. Mm. Security station, surely. Believe it or not, that's all CGI. They did not build a spaceship. Well, yes, obviously. And is it a nice CGI spaceship, in our spaceship fans' opinion? Well, as a first-generation spaceship, it'll do. It's like the Model T Ford of spaceships. (laughs) A bit clunky. Oh, it's not designed to operate in the atmosphere, is it? I suppose with shields, you don't really need a glide surface. This is a joke. It would take at least 20 Saturn rockets to get this thing off the ground, let alone into orbit. Prometheus is the third in a series of designs that incorporates both human and alien technology. You're saying little green men helped you build this? Actually, they're grey. All the key systems were reverse-engineered from a ship that crashed 100 miles north of Fairbanks, Alaska in 1978. It was only in the last few years that our technology evolved to a point where we could take advantage of what we had. So did they build these corridors now? Or these redressed SGC corridors? No, this is a brand new set. Presumably they had plans to reuse it. Oh, very much so. This is one set where you can tell they're walking around in big circles. Yeah, because it's turning. In a figure of eight, in this case. Yeah, okay, look, we're on our set, so if you go over there, we'll just stand here and discuss. And they were actually filming while the set was still under construction. You give the impression that it was still under construction. Well, no, actually, because they didn't build it fast enough. (laughs) Well, that's their excuse. As the commentary said, they were fortunate that the ship isn't meant to be finished, so they didn't have to gloss over all the open work areas. (laughs) So it didn't hurt them too much being on a deadline. Well, if the inertial dampeners and artificial gravity are functioning properly, it shouldn't feel like much more than a ride in a fast elevator. How long until this thing is ready to fly? It'll be a while. A number of the support systems are still being assembled. Ooh, 30 seconds. Jonas looks kind of... Well, Jonas rarely seems to take anything seriously, but... He looks a bit hipster, doesn't he? You think he should put a little blackberry on and start quoting? 
He's got the whole military haircut style thing. Ah, it's a Zacon. So they didn't examine the cameras. That's some security. What are you doing? Oh, they didn't last long. I'm sorry, that doesn't even look like plastic pretending to be metal. It just looks like plastic. They, she doesn't look earthican. Earthican. <laughs> I watch Futurama before I came up. A straight piece of corridor. Woo-hoo. What is this? The engine room. And an engineering station. Yeah, watch the wiring. We'll move that later. Will we? Gasping awe at the CGI-ness. Yes, big engine. By the way, you started to break up before, just before your power went. I knew it was coming because the lights dimmed for about a second before the power went. I heard you say something just before you got cut off. It was like, oh crap, here we go again. It's over half the speed of light. Of course, it's nowhere near fast enough to achieve interstellar travel. For that, we need the hyperdrive. Well, they say they can kill them. That's true. They might need them later. As hosts. Hmm. That's convenient, a nice large text, you know. She has an 80s look about her. She does, doesn't she? It's funny Tyler having a bad hair day. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's messing with their computer. Somebody's been playing Pac-Man. Tut-tut. It's gratifying to know they've actually got a fairly advanced computer on board the ship. Normally they have 20-year-old technology because it's reliable. What is it? I'm not sure. The computer was running a series of hyperdrive simulations, but they've been interrupted. So... So there are no other tests scheduled for today. Engine room to the bridge. Nobody there, Sam. Sergeant Gibson, this is Major Carter. Come in. Does nothing work on this ship? Maybe the comm system isn't finished yet. All right. I'll go check it out. Keep an eye on these two. When beep when she hung it up, I assume it works. Even if it's just got beep. It's like Star Trek. Have we got weapons? Fitting them on Tuesday. Warp drive? Tuesday. Shields? Wednesday. <laughs> I think I got it. We're in business. Go get the others. The nice little lighting effect as the systems come online. All the lighting fixtures have to have white, red and blue lights. Very American ship. Major Carter. Aren't you supposed to be on the bridge? We had a little trouble with the equipment. We're going to need to get another battery from the truck. Oh, the old battery from the truck. Oh, yes, I'm going for it. He wasn't trying to stun her. No, he's not. He fired twice. Jonas, of course, is already an expert on this because he's read the 4,000-page manual. He's probably involved in building the damn thing. <laughs> Do you think they trust him that much? Well, like you say, at this stage, he probably knows as much about it as anybody. Perfect. Sam. Yeah, I assume they cannibalised parts of that ship from Nightwalkers and the crashed Hatak, so... Where is she? This way! Too late. <laughs> That's not what we can't open it, because the door's not. The door fell, yeah. Go ahead. I need you to seal a room for me. Charlie, Charlie, 4107. Done. Let's go. Evacuation compartment? No, just basically locking the door. You press control, I'll delete. He did, press control, I'll delete. No, no, no. What is that? Control crystal. 
This is Major Carter. Can anybody hear me? That's it. Remove the control crystal. No, because the thing didn't light up when you pushed the button, did it, Major? And these icons in here? Unfortunately, no, but lots of useful junk which she can build something with. She's not RDA. What the hell's going on? Shut up. Over there. Smith, come in. Yeah, go ahead. We've got a problem. The computer's been tied up with a diagnostic program. I need you to shut it down. Yeah, we got it. Controls are frozen. If you don't close that program, I'm not going to be able to establish a lockdown, and we're going to be overrun by security. He removed the control crystal. Al, what are you doing? It must link the computer to the alien systems. The traitor. Well, would you believe it? What a dick. The reporter is the only trustworthy one amongst them. That would be a lot funnier if RDA were in there. Yes, that's one of the things Richard Dean Anderson didn't like about it. A lot of this making stuff out of nothing was included in the original script, and he said himself it's too MacGyver. <laughs> that's why Sam ends up doing a lot of it. It's an homage. Yeah, they've had the homage to MacGyver's. There must be something useful here. That's an oxyacetylene torch at the nozzle. Close. Plasma? I can only say that because I've seen the episode last night, so... <laughs> a screwdriver always comes in handy. And you got a credit card, surely that'll open the door. Hmm. Oopsie. Yes, Jones, played by Enid Ray Adams. She's been in Psych, Fringe, Jeremiah, The L Word. So we're a busy Canadian actress. Oh, oh, Fringe is back tomorrow. Well, we're on the ground. Is that such a good idea? No, it's not. Unless you're deliberately trying to create an overload. I don't understand. (laughs) She's not quick on the uptake, is she? This is a perfect ep- episode for so many pop culture quotes on science fiction series. Mm-hmm. Some serious problems. You mean it could explode? Enough force to turn the entire state of Nevada into a smoking crater, yes. That's right. I wouldn't worry about it. Nobody will notice. The thing blowing up. <laughs> In Nevada, Las Vegas disappearing, you know, half the American country would probably celebrate. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, the soldiers are here. Even got themselves a little Humvee. Hmm. Brace yourself, Davis. <laughs> That's it. Jump out before it stops, Jack. Hmm. Major Davis. Jack is a little upset. <laughs> a little upset? Yes. What the hell happened? Approximately 0900 this morning, the X303 was put into lockdown mode. At 0920, we received a communication from someone inside the ship informing us that they had destabilized the hyperdrive. They're threatening to blow it. I don't believe it. I do not believe this. We're getting energy readings that confirm an overload building in the ship's generator. This is supposedly the most secure facility on the face of the planet. We think it was the camera crew, sir. Did anyone bother with a background check? Yes, sir, and they were clean. Their cameraman was a decorated Marine in Somalia. Every member of that crew has been at the network for well over a year, sir. This plan has obviously been in the works for some time. Jackson, I told you so, mode. <laughs> you prat. This is what I was going to say earlier. Richard Dean Anderson really objected to this script because he couldn't believe that this scenario would ever happen. Somebody would be able to break in to one of the most high-security areas in the American military. So much so, Joseph Malozzi actually said he thinks Jack was actually channeling himself in this scene. <laughs> Jack quite ticked off. And he's right. The checks should have been a little bit more in-depth. They probably should have had Air Force personnel doing the filming. 
yeah, that's not good. Question is, do you think they're suicidal? Hmm. Here we go, Sam. That's it. What shall we make today, kiddies? We'll make a valve transmitter. I'm sure I could dig out MacGyver montage music for this scene. <laughs> As opposed to the piano music that's over. <laughs> yeah. This is Major Carter. Can anyone hear me? Oh, she didn't get it right first time. I'm ashamed. Uh, you got some explaining to do, Major? <laughs> yes, sir. Got some explaining to do. Perfectly clear, sir. We're doing everything we can. Thank you. The field phone. Why hasn't he got a cell phone? The tech sergeant, Catherine Lau Hegaust. She was in an episode of Stargate Universe, been in Once Upon a Time and Tron Legacy. Mm-hmm. Carter, it's O'Neill. What's your status? I'm locked in a storage room on deck seven. What happened in there? It was the TV crew. They had a zat. Major, the hijackers are demanding the release of Colonel Simmons and Adrian Conrad. We believe this is a rogue NID operation. Carter. <laughs> Put two two together. Well done, Davis. <laughs> it's not finished, sir. It could lose structural integrity. Will it fly? Yes, sir. Yes, for at least six feet. <laughs> Worst case scenario. Right above you on deck eight. If you can get to it and settle the connection, that'll ground them for sure. I found a plasma cutter in here, but it'll take me a while to get through the trinium alloy. We have less than three hours to deliver the prisoners or they blow the ship. Copy that. Hmm. It's gratifying to know we actually did get a big source of trinium. Yes. Al, why are you doing this? They're paying me. We're supposed to be friends. They're paying me a lot. <laughs> Makes me proud. Capitalism at its best. <laughs> it <better> be. <laughs> Let's face it, they know who you are. Where are you going to go? <laughs> and if they're paying you a lot, going off-world to another planet ain't going to help you. And Amanda actually learnt how to use this uh, plasma torch. Really? Yes. Never turned down a learning experience. Even with a plasma torch? Even with a plasma torch. You never know when it will come in useful. You know, I hate to say it, Major, but uh, if I had been in charge, none of this would have ever happened. Seems to me you brought me down here to figure out a way to retake the ship. These individuals are threatening to blow up the X-303 unless their demands are met. Yeah? What do they want? You. Me? They're also demanding we bring in one of your former associates, Adrian Conrad. I hardly think of him as an associate. He's a ghouled, after all. You helped him escape when we had him trapped. I thought it would be best if we kept him in our custody. Yes, Davis, you're outclassed here, believe me. The two of you made some kind of deal, didn't you? We know what the ghoul wants from you, Colonel. He wants to escape. What we don't know is what he offered you in return. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to be able to help you. Colonel. You either give me what I need and we make arrangements or we make a U-turn and I take you right back to your box. It seems to me that you're in a bit of a bind now, aren't you? Fortunately for you, I am willing to board the X-303 in the interest of saving lives. And once again, we're back to the rocking van with the lighting effects. Actually, it does look like they're driving in a van. They get an expert at this. Yes, we can simulate a van. <laughs> Base base show, but we're simulating a van. 
John Delancey, he doesn't really need any introduction. We've seen him recently in Torchwood and Breaking Bad. He's aged badly. I haven't seen him in Breaking Bad, shush. Well, I don't watch Breaking Bad. One of the little quirks of John Delancey, he likes working in a suit. Hmm. Don't know why, that's just how he likes to be filmed in. And, of course, we get that line, he needs a change of clothes. <laughs> it worked for two reasons. A, it got him in the suit, and B... They didn't think his prison overalls would look right in the lighting of the Prometheus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell are you doing? This wasn't part of the plan. I'm improvising. I was told no one would get hurt. That was the deal. So quit waving that gun around. Ow. Well, he was a traitor. It served him right. I suppose the military guard should be thankful he used a zap gun on them. <laughs> Do you recognise Smith, played by Ian Tracy? Hang on. Which one is Smith? In with the gun. He looks vaguely familiar. I thought I'd seen him in Jericho. He was in Sanctuary, playing Adam Worth. Oh, yeah. Sorry, didn't recognise him without the Irish accent. He actually looks a bit younger in Sanctuary than he does now. I'd only get life for killing him. I'd have got executed for killing the soldiers. Oh, he's going to get executed anyway. Oh, Dilk. It's a no emblem day, is it? Beanie cap. Yes. (laughs) They should have really made it one with his little uh, emblem, Jaffa, on the front (laughs) on it. Knitted on the front. (laughs) Sir, we're approaching deadline. ViewSonic. Do we know if... What did you say, ViewSonic? The monitor. Really? ViewSonic written on the back in big letters. We use those. They're still around. How do we know that's character behind the mask? Well, truth be told, it wasn't. You said she learned how to operate the plasma torch. She did, but obviously they didn't film her for the two hours cutting (laughs) through the door. (laughs) There, it's done. Sublight engines are online. This doesn't change anything. Even if you get this ship off the ground, they're going to track you wherever you go. You're forgetting about the hyperdrive. Well, the hyperdrive is far from operational, and that is something that I cannot help you with. Perhaps not. <laughs> Beyond you, Jonas. But I can. <laughs> Plushy eyes? No. Plushy eyes? No. Uh. They didn't do the eyes. We get dramatic musical sting and no flashing eyes. Well, Phil Rule let down there. Huh? Oh, well, not that down at your airway apparel company. <laughs> oh, come on, that was a good comeback. Then release the docking clamps. It suits him, that does. I'm sorry, it's only an in-spoiler episode, but it was inevitable that he'd become a ghoul. Like I say, not only A, does being in command suits him. When eventually he becomes a ghoul, that suits him as well. Well, yeah, I mean, come on. He came off playing a Q, which is basically the same thing, only more powerful. But they certainly have the same level of arrogance. It's it's like stepping back into his old role in TNG, and probably not that long. I mean, this didn't post a TNG by much. <laughs> Look at him; he's entirely comfortable. Mm-hmm. This day is getting worse for you, isn't it, Davis? <laughs> Can I just go home? <laughs> Call me when it's done. Major Davis, this is Colonel Simmons. We'd like to leave now. Would you be so kind as to retract the roof? Colonel, you're going to have to wait a couple of minutes. We're having problems with the hydraulics. Nice try, Davis. You have 30 seconds or we're going to detonate the hyperdrive. Did Jack really need to look at his watch then for 30 seconds? <laughs> now, why did she do it that shape? You know, perfectly rounded edges and stuff. Surely you just cut a bloody rectangle. <laughs> that's no. <laughs> yes, that's not done wonders for your hair. And she got way too big. What I would do is cut as small a space as necessary for me to squeeze through. Well, it's amazing nobody walked past that door while she was cutting. Mm -hmm. The powering engines. Six. Crap. 
Retract the roof. Very sort of Saturn V at the back, isn't it? Yeah, those are big engines. I have a studying one. I have a photo somewhere of me standing in Saturn V engine itself, approximately 10 feet across. Look, I was in Florida. How could I not go to Cape Canaveral? Well, you've got to, really, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Duke looks almost impressed. Jack still looks pissed off, but kind of gone. Ooh. Okay, that's a big ship. <laughs> Keeps coming. Yes. There's an element in Jack's impression of, ooh, shiny. <laughs> there it is. Well, it flies. We see Sam staggering through. Yes. I assume that's a blue filter they've put on the camera to make it look cold. That looks like insulation. It probably is. It is actually a spaceship after all. Yes. Walk slowly, Sam. Uh, opens the door. This five-mile wind is actually 50. Or considering the ship is going to go into orbit in 30 seconds, more like 30,000. So she's trying to close the door against this breeze. And I'm sorry, that didn't make a solid enough thunk when she shut it. Can't have everything. They're entering low Earth orbit. Now what? Does the ship not possess a docking bay capable of receiving the X-302? We don't have any ready to fly. So you right until coming up with a reasonable suggestion. Mm-hmm. We've got the death glider from Anubis. <laughs> of course we have. <laughs> The radar system on the X-303, it's still incomplete. Fly through the lower bay, they'll never see you coming. Where is it? 3,000 miles across America. Let's gloss over the fact that it must be miles away from them. Possibly. You might as well tell me. We're probably not going to survive this anyway. Well, we've been in tire spots. She says to the alien. Ms. Donovan, I, I, I just had to come down here and say hello. I'm a big fan of your work. Terrific. And you, sir, you must be Jonas Quinn, our new alien friend. You're an alien, too? Keeping quiet, aren't you, Jonas? I myself are from a planet in the such and such galaxy. <laughs> oh, well, you don't worry about that, all right? You just sit tight and you'll be released when everything's over. Do you really think it's wise to be working with a gold? <laughs> Simmons. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> You get the impression he's enjoying his role as well. Mm-hmm. He even enjoyed his role in Hand the Rocks the Cradle. I've never actually wanted to watch that film. Don't say it. Don't say it. What? Sam's dead. Sam is not dead. And he should know better. Jonas actually looks non happy for a change. Plenty of room in these Jeffrey's tubes, aren't there? And they're not slanted either. Come on, Sam, you probably designed this bloody ship. <laughs> yes. Did they really have that on the back of a trailer somewhere, <laughs> just off camera? Well, the CG model for it, anyway. I'm not even going to ask how many volts are going through that line. Mm. You sound from the insulated perspective. The bridge, they said, was modelled on a carrier. Mm. You know, there's not much you can do with a couple of consoles and seats. Yeah, I see. You might as well go with what you know. I mean, they're, they're going to 
That's a point. These are Air Force. Sublight engines are offline. What does that mean? We still have full power, but I've got no control. The circuit's been cut. Access to decade. It's Carter. And they've tracked it. Not short circuit, that's a specified cut. One hell of a diagnosis, computer. <laughs> well, you know, that's the eyes got fear. Yes, a five foot eight blonde woman cut it. <laughs> or five foot nine, I don't know, tall Amanda is. No, I suppose you're not really looking much above her shoulder, I'd say. What is it? Are we going to get into hyperdrive anytime soon here? I'm working on it. The design is incredibly crude. It amazes me that a race as backward as yours could even think of attempting interstellar travel. Spare me the supervillain riff. Supervillain. <laughs> yes, let's reason with a gold, says the egomaniac. Smack him, Sam, that's, that's it. Enough. Just when you thought you were winning, he brings his friends around. Hmm. Okay, pause, wait for it, wait for it, gloat a bit, gloat a bit. Yeah, gloat a bit, do the head tilt. Well, Adam did gloat. <laughs> Sam didn't look surprised, though. No. She should have been surprised. She's probably a little tense to be surprised. Your <laughs> death experiences can do that to you. Sam smiles. Yeah, I'm sure they caught a scene where she hugged Jack and said thank you to Tilk. <laughs> Tilk okay. What about me? <laughs> the hyperdrive is operational. Can we open up a window from low orbit? Yes, sir. And do it. And use the coordinates the Gould gave us. Hurry up, guys. Oh, Sam's got that. Well, of course, Sam has There's that they had. It's unusual, actually, when you see a ship in other shows go to hyperspace, the actual crew feels something hmm. very, you know, d- deliberate. Well, they do. We've seen it on ships before. We've seen it on these. There's a sort of blurring if you're actually on the ship. They've shown it. Sir, we're getting a report from AF SATCOM. The X-303 just disappeared from Earth orbit. Yes, now you've lost it, Davis. <laughs> Davis is thinking, I'm going to be court-martial now. I'm screwed. Let's face it, he is. I assume the blue glows on the outside of the main engines of the hyperdrive engine. They've added the blue bit. It's obvious nobody else is in the room. Clear. Clear, it's a jack. Can you shut down that hyperdrive? The computer's been reprogrammed. I don't have the access codes. All right, let's find the others. They're not there. Plan's falling apart. Smith Sanderson, come in. Come in, damn it. Wait here. Whoa. That's better. Oh, Rad. Yay, eyes. You are finished here. Now the stunt woman actually broke the chair when she rehearsed that stunt. Well, somebody's dead, but... <laughs> mm. The eye glow indicates that it probably... Mm. Yes. Picture tells a story. Dead. Tilt's just seen to Jones. Oh, alive. This one is injured, but alive. Toast. Toast. Where are the hostages? Supply room. Deck four. 
the play room. Deck four. Mm. Just in case Jack didn't hear him. Carter, keep an eye on the bridge. Simmons. Yeah, I know. Wonder where that ladder goes. And again, that air tank, or gas tank, or whatever tank. Probably welding tank. You're standing there though. Okay, they didn't expect the ship to move, but come on. It's probably actually bolted down. You can't see the base. Well, that sounded like a solid punch, but it didn't do much. <laughs> well, that's got to help. Probably outmatched Jack this time. Uh-huh. All this time you wanted to really lay one on Simmons, and when you get the chance, nothing. Tilt's turn. As you can see, this camera's shot at mixed speeds, so you've got to admit there's some years on these actors. Mm-hmm. Factoring tilts. Ooh. Oh dear. <laughs> I'm going to savour this moment. Oh, convenient. <laughs> Oh, Jack's been trained how to use the uh, airlock control panels and override systems. Was that a day course or something? Robert Teok. <laughs> Save me. We. Bye bye, Simmons. <laughs> when they rehearsed this scene, there was actually a rubber chicken thrown into the airstream. <laughs> Why they didn't leave that in, I'm not sure. I'm sorry, I don't think Jack is strong enough to hold Teok back one handed. No, the force of that air evacuating so quickly, it should have blown them all out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> he thought about kissing him there, I'm sure he did. <laughs> that was more than comrade, comradely. Where's the rest of my team? Yeah, you're alone. <laughs> you're the only survivor. Sir... I have no idea where we are. There should be a planet here. What planet? Back when Colonel Mayburn was running our off-world op, we found a tablet written in the language of the ancients. It described a large cache of weapons and technology hidden in a secret location. Colonel Simmons wanted it bad. Only problem was we couldn't translate the coordinates. Therefore, Colonel Simmons enlisted the aid of the Goa'ul. And so you kept it secret. The NID, they're right aren't they, really? Much vaunted obsession with gaining technology to aid the Earth. Mm-hmm. Well, sir, it's possible when the hyperdrive was brought online, no one fully accounted for the instability of the Nequadria. Wait for it, Jack. Well, who does? Well, what I'm saying is if I don't know where we are, I can't plot a course for home. Spell it out, son. Yeah. <laughs> does that help? Still not worried. <laughs> what do we do now? Ooh, he gets it. <laughs> there you go. It's been ladyboarded. Surely you can identify some systems and point yourself in the general direction. Well, probably on star charts and navigational things loaded. Yeah, Google Galaxy. Yeah, so he found a, a Twinkie and a stale cup of coffee. Well, there's always Long Pig. Yes. Two bodies on board. Until, in Jonas's case, it's not cannibalism. Sir, based on the amount of time we spent in hyperspace, I'd estimate we're at least 1,200 light years from Earth. How does that help us? Uh, it doesn't. Colonel? Oh, buddy. It's the Asgard. Thor, 
Buddy! <laughs> At last. That is the name of the doll. This is Puppet Thor. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why he had to beam his command seat in. Obviously, it makes the actual controlling the puppet easier when you don't have to worry about him standing up. Yeah. Hey, I thought you were going for the new body. I did. Yes. It's nice. So, how did you find us? The Asgard monitor all hyperspace activity in the vicinity of Earth. We have been tracking you since you left orbit. That's rather stalkerish. Mm. <laughs> it came in handy, but still. Oh dear. The Asgard homeworld has been overrun by the replicators. Oh dear. Never rains, but it pours, does it? So we're only here because of the replicators. Silver lining. We have need of both you and your ship. Yeah, but this ship's in bits. <laughs> so is this the mid-season break? It probably was, yeah. Because it seems certainly dramatic. At least it wasn't as overly dramatic as other mid-season breaks we've had. Well, let's see. At least we got Michael in this episode. Unnatural Selection, which is the next episode, aired January the 10th. So, January the 10th? Christmas break. Well, no, from August to January. That's oh, the mid-season. Bloody hell. Yes, that is certainly a mid-season. Yeah, because Stargate used to be a summer show, didn't it? Hmm. Okay, that was Prometheus. I enjoyed that episode. It took us about two hours to get through it, <laughs> but very enjoyable, nevertheless. Yes, aside from the two hours. <laughs> okay, next week's episode is Unnatural Selection. Rescue 1 is marooned in deep space, starting the Asgard come to the rescue. They then seek O'Neill's help to combat the replicators who have overrun their homeworld. Commissio attack Earth has not stopped. O'Neill stages a daring mission to stop the replicators once and for all. Sounds good. Gasp. And we don't have to wait five months for it. <laughs> my mouse will... Sp- no, no, sorry. Stargate Wiki just kind of crashed. Oh, no, my browser's gone. Oh, dear. Google Chrome fails. Does nothing work tonight. Don't tempt fate. <laughs> Do we have any feedback? Well, if my browser was working, I could tell you. We've had a hell of a lot of tweets. Oh, yes. Oh, that's better. Just shut it down. Come on, Google. Oh, good God. Nothing wants to work now. <laughs> Firefox won't open. Hmm. Google Chrome seems to be hanging up on something. Windows 7? Mm, no, no. Google just not working at all. Right, since Mike's browser isn't functional. None of my browsers are... None of them are working. Not even Internet Explorer? No, that doesn't seem to be working either. I think I need to reboot and have a good scan disk, make sure none of the drives f***ed up. IE8 or IE9 or whatever it is these days. That's not working either. I should be thankful Skype was working. We should take that as a sign to go away at this yes. point. <laughs> yeah. Call this a successful Mint test due to all the problems being on your end. <laughs> Mint is fine. It operated perfectly smoothly and mentally. Oh, Windows Explorer's crushed now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming apart, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, never mind the scan. Never mind the scan. Never mind the antivirus thing. I would actually run a hardware scan on your disk. Because it's possible all these power cuts have actually done damage to it. Oh, I removed Black Hole from my DVR and installed OpenPLI. So I've been searching and adding programs to record because what I'm recording at the minute, aside from Last Girl, which was up to the point that me and Adriana stopped watching it, I episode 3 of season 2. Yeah. I've added in Spartacus Vengeance, which I haven't watched any of. And Fringe starts tomorrow. I'll throw in American Dad and Family Guy. Have a look at that Almighty Johnson's. You might like I it. I think it's kicking off very shortly, isn't it? Well, it started last week, but the episode one's repeated tonight. What time? Nine o'clock, I think, on Sci-Fi. 
Next time on Stargate SG-1. You and your team represent our last hope. So, no pressure. A mission to save the future. We're being scanned by the replicator ship. Leads the crew to a planet. This planet's surface appears to be covered by replicator blocks. They never knew existed. Who are you? The others are coming. With a species. We are replicators. They have never seen. In a few short years, we will go forth as an army. You cannot stop us. And a nightmare. Where is your unconscious mind? They may never escape. To go into your minds over and over. Could there be any other reason we would keep you alive? Richard Dean Anderson stars. It'll be far less painful if you don't resist. On the next Stargate SG-1. Anyway, I'm going to hang up before your computer actually explodes. Yeah, if you hear a scream, then that's me done for the day. (laughs) Please be advised, these are the current communication protocols. The Gatecast website can be found at gatecast.facecast.com and has its own feedback and contact form. Links to episodes not on the current RSS feed can be found there as well. Our Facebook and Google Plus groups are listed under The Gatecast and our Twitter feed goes by The Gatecast, which is one word. We are also listed on the Blueberry service as The Gatecast, one word, and Cast Roller as The Gatecast. You can also be found on iTunes and that's one portal where any comments and reviews would be most welcome. Finally, our email address is gatecastpodcast at gmail.com and even with today's social media network deluge, it's still the most basic and reliable method of contacting us. If you want to be a bit more adventurous than recording an audio file, mp3 preferable, but it doesn't really matter, and email it to us. It's a great way to interact with us and the rest of the listeners. It also helps when we hear out to somebody's name. So feel free to send us feedback and any other type of comment about the Stargate franchise or our own small part of this fandom. Links and pictures are all part of the love of SG-1, SGA and Universe. Retweets, shares and plus ones are always appreciated. One universe, one people, the journey never ends. Stargate forever. That was Prometheus. Thanks for listening, folks. We'll see you next week with Unnatural Selection. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gatecast, presented by Alan, Mike and Scott. Visit us at gatecast.facecast.com. 